isn't your typical motorsports podcast. You're listening to Crush This, a monster truck podcast presented by High Octane Coffee and J Concepts. A show where we take you inside the minds of your favorite drivers, past and present, of the monster truck industry. And now, your hosts, Brad Shaw and Dan Chichagash. Buckle in. The show starts now. And welcome to a brand new episode. <laughs> oh my goodness. Welcome to a brand new episode of Crush This Monster Truck Podcast, everybody. My name is Bradshaw, also known as the Monster Truck Knucker. And with me, as always, drinking his Chick-fil-A. Oh, he's dead now. Okay. Is <laughs> Mr. Dan Chiche. Gosh, Dan, how you doing, bro? Good. Just good? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm doing just fine. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, I'm just kidding. I'm doing good. We're getting ready for the Champaign County Fair here. Uh, Thursday, uh, July 29th. Uh, getting ready for some uh, uh, just released news that Scott Douglas is going to be announcing that show. So it's going to be, nice. I think, I think it's uh, uh, the, one of the first times in a long time that Scott Douglas is going to be interviewing someone behind the wheel of Bigfoot. So yeah. um, that that's going to be pretty neat. Not going to lie about that. You know, it's a stack lineup. Three of the Hall Brothers trucks, Raminator, Ramunition, and Hotsey. Uh, Reptoid and Samson are going to be driven by uh, Rick Stevens. And then you got Bigfoot, and I don't know who's going to be behind the wheel. Um, it could be Darren, it could be Rebecca, or someone out of retirement. So uh, we don't know. We don't know at all. Hmm. We'll find out when we find out. So um, there's going to be some tough trucks, ugly truck, show and shine, stuff like that. So it's going to be pretty cool. Um, so uh, outside of that, um, uh, we're, that's what we'll be doing. I'll be going to Montana on Friday for our car crush and, um, and, uh, pretty much, uh, that's pretty much, yeah, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. If anyone's taking shots, I uh, just did some time. So that's some shots for you. Pretty much, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. And, uh, once again, um, man, I don't know what's going on. Brain farting, a lot of things. Been going on lately, and uh, yeah, well, you got you know, the uh, you got the RC uh, RC event coming yeah. up at the Hall Brothers Shop, the open house. Um, yes, November twentieth. Yeah, take a look at that. Um, bunch of RC stuff going on. Retro Sport Mod Pro Mod LMT Spec. Uh, big time help with the. Thank you for the Trigger King Group for letting me borrow the ramps. They're going to be there. Um, there's also. Um, uh, thank you to J Concepts. Thank you to Horizon slash Losi, and thank you to Cal RC for their donations and their prizes and stuff like that. There's been prizes, giveaways, stuff like that. So, uh, racing uh, sign up stores open at 7:30 a.m. Racing starts between nine or 9:30. Um, so that's a pre- pretty cool news going on there. Uh, once again, I want to thank Joe Sylvester. Uh, the High Octane Coffee, J Concepts, um, Joey Sylvestri and High Octane Coffee, J Concepts, uh, also uh, Back Channel Productions, 6B Apparel, JB Scale Graphics, and J- Mr. Happy 
birthday. Happy birthday. Maybe that's the reason why I'm stuttering all day. The creator of the Making Tracks, <laughs> Mr. Justice Stories. Happy birthday. I heard you're turning Happy 29. And uh, I think, I don't know, 29, whatever, you know. Hey, if, he, if, if he's 29, <laughs> he's almost away from the old farts club. Turning into 30s. He's almost yeah, reached buddy. us. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So wish him a happy birthday. And uh, if I had a little yeah. like the the thing, I'd blow it right now, but I don't. I have this. I have my my hand. Today show. I have my hand for my Kia. I'm gonna play that. Keep him busy. I'm gonna play his happy birthday song. But uh, I, I just wanted to, uh, you know, uh, everything's good on my end. Um, you know, uh, hoping the trip to the states happens. Uh, you know, travel restrictions might uh, might you know delay it a little bit. Don't know what's going on with that yet. Oh, Justin's thirty, so he, he's he's reached oh, the oh. Uh, he's reached the the club. <laughs> he has reached the club. That's awesome. He he has reached the thirty club, and. Uh, I want to find a song that says happy, 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 da -na 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 -na. Hey, happy birthday. <laughs> that, that'd be cool. But once again, um, thank you for all the people that has helped us out. Yeah. Uh, once again, six feet apparel, hundred dollars a pop, our uniforms, um, uh, just contact me and Brad, uh, and, uh, six B will make it. Um, also, uh, once again, uh, take a look at uh, Nick Davis and Back Channel Productions. He has some upcoming uh, videos and uh, stuff on YouTube. Go check him out. JB Scale Graphics if you want your look. Or Bigfoot, Bad Habit, uh, Obsessed, uh, Against the Grain, Heavy Hitter, Overkill Evolution for your RC truck. Go ahead and take a look at him. He does all the decals, officially licensed of all those trucks. So if you want the best, you got the best. Uh, JB Scale Graphics. There we go. And also, that should, Jason be, the new, that should be the new slogan what? for JB Scale Graphics. What is it? You uh, want the best, you got the best. Dan G. J. Gosh for JB Scale Graphics. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, let's see here. And also, um, Joey Sylvester and J Concepts. Joey Sylvester and High Octane Coffee. He's been with us from the start. Mm -hmm. So uh, when we, we got the ball rolling, he was there from the start. And he has hooked us up with plenty of product to give away. Um, because of last year's COVID, it was uh, kind of hit us kind of a little bit. So we'll get the ball running and do some High Octane giveaways. And uh, also J, uh, J Concepts, uh, take a look at their stuff. They also have also their part of official license Bigfoot decals and official license USA one decals. Mm -hmm. And they have top notch bodies parts for outside of monster trucks. They also have short course, uh, no prep drag racing. Uh, so it's gonna be pretty cool. Next week's guest is going to be on the fly. Uh, I'll try to get someone on. I will be in Montana on the Tuesday, that Tuesday night. So, um, I'll, I'll be, uh, try to do, uh, that and also thank you, Isaac. J Concepts is also officially licensed for Samson. So um, if you try to contact that, they, you can get man, you can get a whole fleet of RC monster trucks, yep. and uh, and you have your own monster jam show and monster truck show. <laughs> uh, have all the all the good heavy hitters. So 
I think it's pretty cool. Now, yeah. uh, I'll, I guess I'll introduce our guest here. And well, uh, I, I, one, one, I wanted to mention one quick thing. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, rest in peace to original Slipknot drummer Joy Jordison. Um, I wanted to mention that you know there's there's a lot of people in the monster community. They're also metalheads. Um, you know, Joy is on mm-hmm. one of my top five drummer lists, along with Neil Peart, who's also passed away. So, uh, rest in peace, Joy Jordison. Um, your music will forever live on, and your memory will as well. So, I just wanted to quickly put that out there as well. Rock on, yeah. And also, thank you, fans, for uh, all the likes. Five star reviews on iTunes, uh, the shares and the subscriptions, um, and also listening on uh, Spotify. Uh, thank you again. I I uh, should have. I guess I should have released last week's episode on it, but I kind of wanted to honor uh, Scott and you know and just did it live yeah. uh, on Facebook and YouTube. Um, we'll get the ball back and rolling on iTunes and Spotify, but just last week's episode was a little bit more deep and, uh, I, uh, wanted to do it like that. Oh, is he there still? Cheech, you there, bud? Oh, Cheech just died. Cheech just died. We'll bring it back in a second here. Oh, Cheech, what happened? (laughs) But, uh. Yeah, well, let's uh, introduce our guest, uh, since we're going to be waiting for Cheech here. Uh, nope, he's back. Everybody, Cheech is back. Ah! ah! <laughs> no, I don't like that camera. I don't like that camera at all. So oh, my close. goodness. <laughs> Joshua, Cheech got changed. <laughs> I think you're, you're switching your webcam over? There we go. Okay, there we go. All right, oh, hold, up, hold up, hold up. Oh. My Orange Cassidy. <laughs> okay. All right, Cheech, why don't you introduce our guest? Why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you were about to. I was in that technical difficulties, and now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> introduce him. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> this... um, <laughs> He... It's it's Michael Christensen. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Mike? What's going, up, boys? Mike? Ter- I <laughs> dropped the ball on that intro, and I was like, uh, on my webcam, every- every- man, this stinks. <laughs> we just roll with the punches, man. We just that's right. We just roll. With it, You've been you stuttering know. ever since this podcast started, so I think you're struggling all day today. <laughs> yes, I have been. I have been struggling like no other. You know, it's just one of those days, I guess. One of those days. Yeah. But um, so uh, we'll go from the start here, and when you know, how did you get into the monster truck world? I know from your father and stuff, but what got you the interest to pursue further being in the monster truck industry? Well, I mean, obviously, everybody knows my story. I mean, my dad's going on twenty nine years, and I mean, I was five when he first started, and I just wanted, uh, you know, like I just wanted to carry on the name carry on dragon slayer that was my goal when i was 15 when i first started driving that was the truck i started in and uh once he kind of made the decision to step out of it for a little bit and started working for the company um i then went and worked for the company i started crewing for well for my dad in donkey kong and then we moved over to max d but then i kind of kind of always had the reputation that i i worked in the shadow of my dad and, you know, I wanted to prove that I could do what I could do without having 
to rely on my on my dad. Um, so then I took over Lindsay Wink. We had three four years together, and I mean it, it was it was a great experience to have a different caliber driver. Um, I mean because between Craig and Lindsay, they're two totally different uh, have two totally different driving styles. And my last year with the company, I was then with Damon, who was completely opposite from those two. Um, both, all three great guys, great drivers, uh, but I learned a lot from each of them. Um, but personal things happened in my life. I had to kind of step out and step away and take care of my family and make uh, better decisions on supporting my kids and um, got the call from Creighton. And um, I worked for Jim for three I think I did three years off and on, depending on his decision or my decision. Um, but then I just, I got tired of always making money for someone else. I mean, I, I knew how to work on them. I knew how to drive them. I knew how to book them and transport them. And like, I knew the whole aspect of the business on my own. And it was like, you know, well, hell, I can do this for myself. I just got to, you know, find a way to get my own team up and going. And um, my brother... Paul came down to the world finals the last year I was with Jim and we just kind of joked about it, making up our own team and doing our own thing and, you know, possibly even teaming up with Craig. But, uh, I think my dad was at the point where it, it was too complicated to try to figure out who owned what and who paid for what and who did this and that. And so me and Paul thought it'd be better off to branch out and just do our own thing. And about three years ago is when we created throttle monsters and, Heck, now we can't slow down. We're building a six truck this September, and we're going to have six race trucks. We got one ride truck, and uh, desperately looking for crew guys and drivers. I think the first time that I started hearing about you was with Creighton, and um, I think I, I think you came up here to Grand Prairie with him. You were with uh, Christian uh, yep. Norman, and that's the first time I got to see you drive and really talk to you. I was actually in a wheelchair yep. for that. I had a broken ankle. And you impressed the heck out of me that that weekend. You were very professional, and and you guys were just were just awesome. And uh, you know, you mentioned you wanted to get out of the shadow of, of your dad, and I feel like that's any you know father son combination in motorsports or even in general because you know you look at Dale Earnhardt Senior and Junior. You look at even John Forrest, even with his daughters, or you know uh, another drag racing Kurt Johnson and Warren Johnson. You know, you look at that, and I feel like you know you're. you're is that a bad thing to you know, want to step out of the shadow of your father? Do you think it's a good thing to do that? Because there's sometimes some negativity that can come from that. Uh, I mean, I always took it as, as a good thing. I mean, because then I could prove to everybody that I don't necessarily need him to basically pave the way for me. I can take all the tools and all the knowledge and everything that he taught me, and I can do it for myself. I mean, because working for Craig working for Jimmy Creighton, working with Damon Bradshaw, working with Lindsey Wink, even Norm Miller, Rod Schmidt. Like, there were so many guys that I crewed for, learned different aspects of the business from each of them, and then kind of created, you know, my own thing by each of them. I mean, I got all of those guys, especially Craig. Craig, my dad the most. I mean, that, that guy has literally taught me every single nut and bolt on that truck. And, I mean, Jim has taught me a lot. A lot of people think, you know, Jim's kind of a jerk and grumpy and always upset. But you know what? That guy is very, very smart. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of things that he has kind of, you know, pounded into my head to make a business actually work 
and you know and there's a lot of things that he does that i i necessarily didn't agree with but you know if i had my own team i wouldn't have to do it that way i would want to do it my way you know so there's there's different aspects of every person that has kind of molded me into being you know now this five truck business owner so when you first started the team with you and paul was there any blocks on the road earning the business side of it uh with you know that you know maybe craig and jimmy have taught you to prepare yourself uh with having your own business um i mean not really i mean paul he has a, a very successful construction company and so the business side of it you know uh, you know at least you know, legal things and you know setting up the accounts and setting up the licenses and all that stuff that's uh, mainly all that stuff paul handled um and mm. the monster truck side of it i mean i already had the contacts for promoters i already had contacts for events and you know i already knew going into this that i could take take care of, of the monster truck side of it i could keep the trucks busy and he could kind of keep the business you know up and legit and you know make sure everything is in order that we need to have in order for this to work and you know, obviously it, it worked it, it seems like throughout the last you know probably 10 years the multi-truck team has gone like there's there's a lot of teams that have just have two trucks but you have you had the teams like bill payne now with zamer two with four trucks you're you have five and building a six do you think you know the way that the monster truck industry is 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 changing is because of you know the teams like yourself, Bill Payne, Xavier Two that have all these bigger t- bigger truck teams that can promote their own shows instead of and even Jimmy Creton doing then doing Monster Jam shows. Um, I mean we're we're not doing it to do our own shows. Like we've tried it, we've done a couple. Some are great, some really sucked, um, but with everything that we got going on, we have so many shows that we're turning away shows. And now you have, you know, with COVID, you know, opening back up and people doing shows, there's so many events out there in every crack and crevice in every County of every state that people are out doing shows. And the more we build, the more we can keep busy, the more I can satisfy promoters that want my trucks. And so, we made a decision just this year to build the sixth one because we had no intentions on building the sixth. We were just going to run the race truck with the ride truck and send it on its way. But now I'm in a situation where I already got four trucks locked in at one place. I now need to take care of my other promoters with two other trucks. So, and with that also, you have some, you know, have some crew guys. And we're going to talk about Too Tall. You know, he's a very good friend of mine. Uh, considered one of my best friends and he has basically took i mean your second group of trucks uh, and you know how i i'm stuttering again dang it um <laughs> you get nervous talk about, about yeah <laughs> man. um yo how how is having too tall on your team you know um i've known too tall back when we both crewed in monster jam days i mean he bounced around with Bari. He was really committed with Bari, and I was really committed with Wink at the time. And back then, I mean, a lot of people always thought I was I was a jerk and an a-hole. I mean, I don't know if I can actually say the word here, but, you know, not everybody could oh, asshole. my personality. And Tutal was one of those guys that just kind of flowed with all of us. 
You know, like mm-hmm. there's a handful of guys there that really didn't care about anything that, you know, could just speak their mind and get away with it. And I, I mean, I, I've always kind of been that way. And Tutal is, you know, became a really good friend back then. And I mean, I, I consider him one of my best friends now just because we work so much together. Um, he, he treats the team like they're his own. They like he, it's his money that he's spending to keep the trucks maintained, to keep them going, to make sure that they're a hundred percent. And I couldn't have asked for a better guy to basically run two trucks because of how committed he is and, you know, how dedicated to that team, you know, that he wants them to be flawless. You know, he takes care of them, he cleans them, maintains them. Like, I, I really couldn't find a better guy. If I could find two more of him, I'd be gold. So you, when you when you guys came out with Vendetta and Kamikaze, especially with Vendetta, you came out on with a ball of, like, ball of flames like the like the truck from the truck design to the red chassis to how hard you guys were running like you guys hit it hard right away right. you know what was the idea behind the the names of the trucks and the designs that's because like you know we have never really seen like a body like that's on vendetta a lot you know everybody was still doing you know the raptor trophy trucks and normal yes. truck bodies what led you to go with something different well the kamikaze name is the name that Paul and my dad created when they teamed up. So when Craig was in Wicked, they then built my truck now, which was the original Kamikaze. Okay. And Paul and my dad campaigned toughest tour as Wicked, actually, yeah, as Wicked and Kamikaze. And I think that was the time when they started to build Dragon Slayer, the the Jeep. Yeah. And I can't remember if they did toughest tour together as dragon and kamikaze i think they did a handful of shows um but once we then started like once me and paul agreed to you know create a team we then built another in-house chassis which is the wrecking machine truck now that hunter is driving that is the kamikaze that paul used to drive i then took over his old chassis made some changes at the first two years i left it silver just because i didn't want to tear it all down and repowder coat it Left the chassis silver. I just changed the accents from blue to red, just because red's my favorite color. I think it looks a lot better. Um, and plus, it you know kind of ties in better with my body. The body my dad bought, I think on an auction or on eBay, it was something that he was buying for another project that he was going to do. But the body just sat up in the rafters. It was a '51. It was a pickup. It was cool, and I kind of conned him in of let me take it. Told him I'll replace it and took it gutted it i mean it had working doors it had a floorboard it had a firewall i mean it was a legit full you know full cab and kind of cut it all up and got it to fit had to narrow the hood a little bit you know i had to widen the hood a little bit from the back to the front so it's kind of v'd so the back is a little bit wider i had to widen the cab just four or five inches on each side and then i had to lengthen the roof about three inches for it to fit on that cab how it should and after man i don't know three months of talking to michael arner like he helped me design it my wife helped me design it we wanted something that was completely different but kind of represented all the bullshit that i had to go through to to be where i'm at i mean i had i've always had the, the gray dark cloud over me and everybody my entire career has always basically said that I can't do what I'm doing and I'll never be able to do what I'm doing. And 
So this name is basically me giving them the middle finger and be like, yep, see, proved you all wrong. Like that. And Jacob Smallwood goes, yeah, where did the name come from? (laughs) (laughs) That's where it came from. He just said that, and then you you explained about that. But, you know, I thought thought that'd be pretty cool, how you just talked about that and pretty much had the icing on the cake of you winning the 20 uh, – what, the – last year's toughest monster truck tour championship. Yep. You yep. took the reins off of team Bigfoot that had a, basically a stranglehold on that, including with snake bite with Josh Gibson, but right. you, you've been the first non Bigfoot truck to win the championship. So how did that feel for you having the icing on the cake with now that that name and the meaning behind it now showing people, Hey, now I'm a champion. Well, I mean, there's good and bad about it. The good thing is like mm-hmm. I did, Um, I mean, it was awesome. I couldn't have asked for a better year. Uh, And me and Paul did that entire tour, just us. We had no crew guys. Paul would fly in and out. So in between shows, I'd basically take everything to the next town, unload it all, look at all the catastrophe, blown up crap we have everywhere, kind of claw it all back together and continue on the next week. And, you know, for for me, it it was pretty cool to be able to be in that position to just be consistent. I told Sky Heaton the whole year, I just have to be consistent. I don't have to win everything. I just got to be consistent and I'll have a fighting chance. And for the longest time, Paul was the guy leading the points forever. And then Jerry Beck jumped up a couple times for a, a couple weeks. And then it was like the last three weeks in a row. I finally got ahead and then I just never looked back. And then I, I knew if I was in that position, we we're already halfway through. COVID really wasn't, you know, an issue at the time because nobody was thinking that it was actually going to shut everything down. Um, was really strong leaving out of Saginaw. I think I had like a 13 or a 15 point lead. And it was a couple weeks for us to kind of regroup and, you know, uh, wait for the next event, the, the next week. The bad, about, the bad part about it is everybody gives me crap about how we didn't do the full tour. That I wouldn't have won if we didn't, if we did the whole tour. Well, Basically, my response back is we didn't do the whole tour. We did like 16 events, and I put myself in that position to win it. So maybe you should have put yourself in that position to win it. It's like a a rain call for NASCAR. If you're in the lead and it starts raining and you've already done X amount of laps, that guy's a a winner once they call it. A win is a win. You don't like it, go run for someone else. How about that? So, you know – with the with the you know popularity of, of the team and getting you know faster and faster, when was the decision to okay we need more trucks we need you know to to step up our game and you know have another you know more more identities and more people in the trucks? Um, well, <clears throat> last year I think it was maybe um, our cousin Zach. He I mean he's drove for my dad in in the past. Um, he would fill in for when Paul couldn't, you know, and I'm talking like mid two thousands and, uh, my dad took Zach and Paul to Australia a couple of times when Craig was going over there a lot. And so Zach had the history of driving monster trucks and being involved. And he kind of wanted to build a truck for himself. Uh, he's also in business with Paul in the construction side. And so Zach made the decision to build one of the trucks, which Zach owns one of them. So technically, Throttle Monsters only owns four. So we're building a fifth, but we just campaign and run Zach's as like it's our own. So like we're all part of one team. Um, Zach owns the 
the Paul Cohen chassis that we have. We built it the same time we built the CRD. It just made sense for us. If Zach's going to want to build a chassis, you might as well build another truck to put two trucks together so you don't have a single truck going up and down the road. You're going to be spending the money on fuel and expenses and a guy to fix it and maintain it. Zach can't go because of his construction job. So we might as well just invest in the second truck and then we can keep it busy as well with the, with, you know, with his. So let's, let's talk about the, the Jurassic attack identity because that that's flying off the handles right now. And yep. uh, how did that come up? Um, uh, is, is Don Franklin Finkish still in the mix? Um, you know, I know he's been promoting the truck a lot, uh, being very proud of it. Um, yeah. How did that come up with, and uh, how do you like about the reaction of the Jurassic Attack? I mean, it was me and Paul a couple, it'd be last year sometime. I mean, we we were just wanting to think of something that would just be off the hook, that kids would love, that people would love, an old name, and i mean i i can't remember who who thought of it but i mean it was it was something that would have been stupid not even to pursue and so i wrote don on social media a couple times i had his phone number but i don't know if it was his right one he would never answer and so like a couple months went by and i told paul i'm like look you know like i can't get a hold of him i don't know he just you know knows it's me just doesn't want to talk to me or um if he's just legitimately that busy uh, but then Paul reached out and they talked for several weeks back and forth. And, you know, we don't rightfully own the name, but, you know, and Don had a lot of involvement on creating the identity, like the, the artwork of it now. Um, he's always wanted to come out with a robotic dinosaur. And, you know, we, we changed up the colors a little bit to that, the, you know, the light blue and green. And we now have the robotic eye in Paul's truck. Well, we did until he decided to destroy the body in Nashville. Um, got to get a couple more of those made, but, uh, I mean, he, he still plays a, a pretty big role in what Jurassic does. And so now with all the shows that we do, excluding, um, jam, you know, we, we have merch, we have shirts and hats and pennants and, you know, we, we got everything that Jurassic can offer. And the sad thing is, is it's a dinosaur and kids freaking love dinosaurs. And it, it blows me away because, like, I never even concepted and thought about it until we had it. And I'll bet you seven out of ten kids that goes through autographs or pit parties are wearing a dinosaur shirt. And a lot of them, mm, like, true, yeah. histories of, you know, like, the history of dinosaurs. And some of them are explaining to Paul, like, you know, certain dinosaurs that they love and that they like. And Paul's like, oh, well, yeah, that's great. I, have no idea what that even is so he would have to go and google <laughs> what they're even talking about and be like oh yeah sure enough yeah that's you know that's dinosaurs and <clears throat> i mean now with it, us having jurassic jurassic is just killing everybody else's merch sales i mean it's doing double or triple than what vendetta or kamikaze can do but still money goes right in the bank account yeah. <laughs> as as a Canadian Montreal fan, as an Albertan too, I love seeing the name back out there. You know, because right. I remember when I was a kid seeing it in its original kind of tan, uh, you know, body. You know, back in the day, and seeing it now, and even getting to know Don over the last couple of years, and getting to hang out with him, it's awesome to see that name back. And another name that we haven't talked about is a uh, wrecking machine. Yeah. Um, how did that one come about? Because I love the design of that truck, like that. That rap is phenomenal. 
and even just with the old school body. How did that come about? Well, um, me and Jeff Souza are pretty good friends. I mean, Jeff Souza is probably in the same realm as Too Tall is probably one of my best friends. I've known Jeff for probably over 10 years. I met him through a, a mutual friend that neither one of us talked to anymore. And so it just kind of worked out that we became pretty close and, you know, and, you know, we, we hang out with each other's families, you know, as, as often as we can. Um, Hunter at the time was in a mini. Um, Jeff has always allowed me to come to his house and, you know, make a mess in his parking lot and bring trucks and work on stuff and kind of over, overtake his garage and his driveway. And, uh, Hunter was in a mini. He was getting a little bit older. He was 15, 16. I mean, Jeff and Hunter both are probably over six foot. And, you know, Hunter was 15 years old driving a mini, and his knees were, you know, almost touching his forehead. And he's <laughs> like, man, that kid already has it figured out. Like, maybe we should put him in, in a big-size truck, in a full-size. Jeff was at the time driving for Tony Canedo, uh, another good guy out of California. He was driving the uh, Enforcer. And I kind of just wanted to see – what Jeff could do in, you know, in, in a newer version truck. I mean, the Enforcer was a look at what the original Tropical Thunder, and so I, I just wanted to see what Jeff could do, you know, in one of our chassis, in one of our trucks. And he actually came to Canada. Edmonton was his first time in one of our trucks. He did flip it over backwards, and I proceeded to just chew his ass all the way to the trailer. But uh, he did he did a really good job. He, he's one of those guys that. Is very consistent, and then he beats himself up when he's not consistent enough. But he runs hard, he drives hard, he does a phenomenal job, and does bare minimal damage to you know to the trucks. Which, I mean, I don't care if guys break stuff, and you know, sometimes shit happens. Like you can't really control it. And when you go out there and intentionally roll in racing, hitting a turn tire, Jeff, <laughs> Charles, ruined a '64. Yeah, you know, it's kind of frowned upon. Um, the wrecking machine thing, they kind of had an idea. I mean, because that was the name of his mini. Um, they had this idea of what they kind of wanted it to be. And I think Jeff was actually having a conversation with my wife about the artwork. And my wife was the one that created the guy and, you know, the image of what it should be. And Michael Arnett, again, I mean, I sent him our ideas and what we were after. The number nine is like Jeff and Hunter's, you know, lucky number. And I made sure the nine was in on it. And uh, the cool thing about the 64 is they had originally we were going to do like a 55 or a 57 Chevy or something or 72. They, uh, they have a 64 Chevy pickup that's been passed down for generations. And... I think Jeff's dad finally passed it down to Jeff two or three years ago. And now Jeff was getting ready to, you know, like start restoring it and finish it so he could pass it down to Hunter. So it's kind of a pickup that's been in the Sousa family for quite some time. And Jeff called and wanted to know if that was something they could do. You know, he would buy the first body. We would then build a mold off of it and then we could do whatever. And he bought the first body just so he had the 64. We made the changes that we wanted to do and, now we, you know, we produce our own bodies for it, and that's now it's a '64. That's sweet. I know a few uh, trucks on your fleet that had it, like Zach's, uh, the black Kamikaze. Yep. Uh, when we was with you guys in Ethan, Enon, Oklahoma, you guys ran that, and also the Rockwell truck. Right. Um, and so you guys use you use that type of body quite often, but um, 
Now, the Rockwell body that, that, was talk, actually, yeah, that Rockwell. It was the same body as Kamikaze because it was still in one piece. Oh, okay. I didn't have a body for it. The other Kamikaze Raptor body was destroyed, so I just peeled the Rockwell off, and then we made it into Kamikaze. But yes, it's the same. Oh, okay. Thing. All right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then uh, that 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 was a. Uh, Interesting collaboration. You almost had, I think that one, I remember one time, uh, you, uh, Aaron Kane was actually supposed to debut that, correct? And uh, Santa Clara. And then uh, this crap storm happened and yep. everything just went poof. But um, Fun fact about Aaron uh, Kane, he'll be driving one of our trucks this Saturday and Sunday in Julia, Illinois. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that, that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, Juliet. There's a lot of uh, shows, and then uh, what? Two Tall is going to be in uh, Green Bay that same weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two okay. Tall's in Jennerstown, PA. Lost uh, oil pressure in his motor, and I had to do Juliet for for Elliot with a dinosaur, and so I actually took one of our old dinosaur bodies that we had laying around. It's pretty rough. I threw it on Zach's truck. They're actually heading to Paxton now, so they could do a show on Wednesday. And then they'll turn around and drop Hunter back off to Too Tall. So Too Tall can then go to Green Bay. And then Aaron will then be driving Zach's truck as Jurassic Attack in Goliath. That's a lot of moving around. Three dinosaurs out on at different shows. Oh, man. That, once again, that's proving the point how popular that truck is right now. Yeah, um, everybody loves it. <laughs> uh, so also, um, you know, the, the cool thing about, you know, what you guys been doing also, you guys got the ride truck. I saw the ride truck in, uh, uh, Montana. I think you guys got the ride truck from the twins, correct? Yep. Yep. We got their monster moose or well, now it has the troublemaker body on it. Um, but we're, I mean, they want the body back. I just haven't had time to get a body produced for it not quite sure what we're going to do to it we might make it the rockwell red ride truck or you know a kamikaze ride truck or it you know we might do something else we might make it the thunder from down under and jeff Souza can drive it i don't know yet <laughs> oh my gosh that'd be weird <laughs> well i mean that's how All right, he's Brad. introduced is he was a underwear model and you know a former thunder from down under <laughs> dancer oh Dang it. <laughs> yeah, dang it. So, so another driver that you, you had drive for you, which I've gotten to meet a couple of times, uh, was Dawson Reyes. Um, and he, uh, I don't know what event it was. It might have, it might have been Jennerstown, but there was the, the on the Backdrop Productions coverage, he absolutely, like, he was phenomenal behind the wheel of one of your guys' trucks. Um, how did you get connected with Dawson? I know he's he did some stuff with the Bill Payne team. That's how I met him. But how did you guys get connected? Uh, we did the Phoenix Fair together. He, at that time, still worked for Bill Payne. And um, I think it was like four of Bill's trucks and two of mine. And, I mean, we just did the – it was like four shows or four days and two shows a day. But two trucks sat out every day or, or every other day. I don't know. But, I mean, that's where I met him at. Um, I mean, he drove Spitfire for, for, Pil, for Bill. Um, he did a pretty good job. Uh, when he first started here, I mean, I really only hired him just to be a crew guy. But then, you know, Zach and Paul are obviously busy with their construction company. And there were some weeks that Zach really couldn't go out on the road. And so, you know, we would just have Dawson drive. 
And at first, I mean, Dawson was one of those guys that he was young, where you could still kind of you know mold him into a, you know a good, reliable driver. And uh, I, I mean, there's probably a handful of times where I just wanted you know to twist his neck a little bit just because he wouldn't listen. But over time, he he was getting a lot better. And now, I mean, he he's a, a really good driver. He understands what he's doing and. He is actually coming back for one week to drive Zach's truck the week after Aaron does up in Medford, Oregon. Gotcha, gotcha. So my, I got one hard-hitting question for you there, Mike. Yep. You're upset. Your love of the White Monster Energy drinks. <laughs> what got you liking that stuff? Too Tall says that you might as well might as well put it like a thing I mean, and have it just flow through your veins. Yeah, I mean it's a. Uh... I don't know what it is. I mean, I, when I worked for Jim, I mean, none of our routing was really the greatest. And so when you'd go from, you know, Tampa, Florida to Anaheim, California, and you had two and a half days to get there, you had to keep something to, to keep you awake. And I really don't care for any of the monsters that has sugar in it because after one or two, it's just too bitter. And now like it's, I drink it like water. I probably have, six to eight a day sometimes the big ones sometimes the small ones so it's i don't know it's just it's my water i guess fair enough fair enough that is. <laughs> and i thought my energy drink consumption was bad <laughs> no mine's pretty bad uh yeah i had another hard-hitting question from too and he asked me to ask you how's it being a, a dad <laughs> yeah, that's what Tito told me to ask you. So I was like, okay. Uh, well, you can I mean, deal with him when he gets back. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I I wouldn't have changed. I wouldn't change anything about it. I mean, I love my four girls to death. Um, each one of them have their own weird, twisted twerks, and uh, and some of them I I could just you know <coughs> throw a punch if I could get away with it. But they are, I mean, they're, they're special in their own individual ways. And, I mean, I, I couldn't be really more proud of them of, of how they're becoming. I uh, got a question here from one of our good buddies on the podcast, Mr. Brandon Culpepper. He says, hey, when you interview Michael, tell him his favorite neighbor says hi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Been a long time since I've seen that favorite neighbor of mine. <laughs> That's a good dude. Is is there uh, still? Um, I'm gonna actually go back and and talk talk about um, when you were a crew chiefing for the Lucas Oil Truck, and uh, you know how was having Lindsay as a driver? Because uh, he's he, I had him around to the 2016 season, and when you guys were running the Lucas Oil name, was there a, was a crew member for you? Did you uh, handled the pressure? How did you handle the pressure of that truck being? you know, a sponsor truck in general? Well, you know, I mean, I feel like I took care of the truck just like if it was my own. I mean, when I got it, um, Billy Shirley Jr. had it. And then when he departed from the company, they had, I think, Dan Fiegel and Neil Tedesco on it. Um, you know, and, and they were too young, really didn't, you know, know a lot at, at that time. So they struggled a little bit where, I mean, I... Every truck I've always been a part of, I've always taken pride of my truck. I mean, my dad has pounded in my head from day one 
that your image is everything about you. So if your truck's clean and respected and makes all of its passes, like people will take notice. And so I had the opportunity to tear it all apart and change a bunch of stuff. You know, Jam actually let me, you know, powder coat four bars and sway bars and add some red accents to it. And then I added the lights underneath the fuel cell and above the cradle and just add a bunch of different, you know, my own little twist to, to it to make it to make it look better. Um, but it being a, a sponsored truck, I mean, Lucas Oil always took care of us every time we were with them. Kelly Gunn, who played a big role for them, was phenomenal. All their reps, when all the displays that we did, every single, I mean, there wasn't a bad person that was involved in Lucas Oil. And, I mean, they always took care of Lindsay. They always took care of me. And it was, I mean, it was pretty fun. But me and Wink did really well together. I mean, I think our first seven or eight stadium shows we did, we won. And we, I mean, we were like the, the, the guy to beat at that time. And it was, it, it was a lot of fun. A lot of, a lot of battles, um, a lot of close calls and, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of damage. So uh, I know MetLife, he did two backflips in a run and that was, I guess my doing, cause I'm over the headset. Cause he didn't, he only landed the first one. He's like, okay, now what? Well, turn around and do it again. So he did both spindles off and I mean, it was, it was cool, but even doing it, I mean, he didn't even win. So, but I mean, Lindsay was like a brother to me. He was, you know, we, we knew so much about each other. We would always hang out together. Um, I mean, he wasn't one of those that would have to go out and party and, and do stupid things. We would always just hang out in our rooms and just talk about life and trucks and the good old days. So we have somebody here that's, uh, you know, given maybe a suggestion for your new truck. Phil, I never know how to pronounce his name. Vicenza says, I think your new truck should have a pigeon design. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it does, we'll make sure that Paul drives it. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, I killed the pigeon. The, the Arizona accident. Yeah. Uh <laughs> now you also today on your team, you know, red, uh, I, th- I believe is Redline still with you guys. Uh, yeah. Redline is still with us. I mean, it's a, they're a great company that, you know, we are so fortunate and thankful for them to be a part of. Um, they, uh, they supply us all of our oil and brake fluid. And I mean, some of their stuff is incredibly crazy. I mean, there's gear oil that like you dump it out. And it looks like it's water, like it has, you know, the, the thickness of water. But once it's actually being used and it gets hot, it like changes into like the, the glob monster. I'm convinced and you could put a stick in a bucket, come back and overnight, the oil would rise up the stick to the top. Because it doesn't matter what that stuff is in, that stuff gets everywhere. But it everything is always soaked and there's always oil. like we've never had a, a ring and pinion or or any gear seized because of lack of good oil that that is by far the best oil i've ever had to be with uh one question that i've always wanted to know so going back to the edmonton throwdown show i think it was two years ago was the last throwdown yeah. show they had there um, you, you, you guys were there that one, right? If I'm yeah. correct. Yeah. Exactly. What was happening? What was happening with, with the, uh, was it, you guys were, were you having ignition problems or what was going on in that show? I've always wondered. With my truck? Yeah. Cause I remember there was, you we were having some issues that, at that show. Yeah. 
on my truck, well, on all of our trucks, we have cables that run inside our cab to our master switches. And one of the aluminum arms that clips onto the power switch actually loosened up. And so when I would turn the power on, it would barely turn the switch on, but it wouldn't like actually snap on in place. Okay. And so when I'm going out there and I jump and land, it actually would shut the power off and the truck would die. There's a couple times when I raced Kohler, I would, you know, jump, make the turn because we were doing like St. Louis style racing there. Yep. When I'd make my first turn and hit the next jump, my truck would die and I would literally have to shut the power off and back on so fast that the truck would then refire and then I could continue. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it sucked. But actually, Jim was the guy that came over and figured it out, Cretan. He was telling me, you know, like, this is what you need to do, and this is what is happening. And, I mean, because I checked it, thought it worked, and he was the one that actually figured it out. Damn. Yeah, it's crazy it's talking about how talking how sometimes the bugs can affect someone's whole day in racing and, no. and you know, kind of hidden, you know what I mean? And, right, uh, well, yeah. It ruined all three days for me. I mean, I, I fought it Friday night, Saturday night, and then it wasn't until Sunday afternoon until we finally caught it to actually make it work. I just find it crazy that, here. like, you're, like, turning the power on and off, like, while you're doing the race. That just blows my mind right now. Yeah. A couple times. I, don't, I can't remember who I was racing, but I, I mean, cause that was the only way I could get it to work. I shut it off, turned it back on, and then went into the corner. And I mean, I actually won a couple of rounds. So I was like, well, that was sweet. Hopefully, I don't have to do that every time. <laughs> well, we have a fan question from Brian Vargos from on YouTube. Uh, says, I got two questions for you, Mike. How would you how would you like if they create your truck into a die cast? For, I guess I, he said from Spin Master, but that could be anyone. Uh, my second question is is if the team did a nine and dinosaur like a t-rex question mark so i guess two questions two questions there well the first question there's something in the works the second question there's something else in the works it's not a t-rex <laughs> there we go handled both like a champ next question <laughs> So, um, you know, we've talked with you. We talked about, you know, um, other teams and other trucks and stuff like that. Who are some of your favorite people to go up against? Um, well, obviously my dad, Paul. Uh, Susan is always fun to race just because it's enjoyable to just, you know, razz him afterwards after I beat him. <laughs> um, a, a guy I really enjoy racing is Jim Creighton. Um, just because, I mean, nobody really understands the history between me and Jim, but I've known Jim, I mean, for 25 years. Uh, Jim was my babysitter before he got hardcore into monster trucks. Oh, wow. And, you know, he's been a family friend for so long that, I mean, he's, he's like, you know, the crazy uncle that you have, that everybody has in their family. Um, you know, and then. Basically, my biggest rival that I hate going up against, but I also love going up against, is Ryan. Uh, Ryan has beat me. I'm like 0-72 against Ryan. I have never beat that guy. It doesn't matter what truck I'm in. And he's just always had my number. But it's it's, it's always fun to, to line up against any Anderson. I mean, they always bring their A game, and it's just fun to be on the track with them. 
So uh, you guys, like you said, you have the, the fleet of trucks happening, all five, now pretty soon six. Uh, actually, yeah, with the sixth one. Are you, obviously, you guys try to make each truck same and universal, but okay. is there, outside the, outside the chassis, does each truck have its own individual twist? Like if when Too Tall was building the truck for him to drive, he, he does – Obviously, he asks you guys, but if you wanted something in the truck that would help him or whatnot, uh, you hopefully you guys say okay about it. But is there a little knickknacks, a little difference between each truck? Um, I mean, not really. I think most of our trucks are identical. I mean, Tutal has a CRD, uh, Paul has an Eddie Micah chassis, Zach has a Paul Cohen chassis, I have an in house chassis, and Hunter has an in house. And our sixth truck will be, I believe, a metal shop chassis. And so I think Paul's plan is we're just going to buy a chassis from every creator and then <laughs> see who has the best because we don't have any trucks the same other than my Vendetta and now Wrecking Machine. So maybe when I get a new truck, I'll just take over a Patrick and we'll be like, ah, well, hell, let's see which truck actually works and handles the best. Um, internally, all of our motors are the same. Zach runs a little bit bigger cam. Um, but I mean, outside of that, they're, they're pretty much identical unless you, unless it's Paul's truck. I mean, he claims they're the same, but I think he's full of crap. I think he runs different heads and, you know, he run, he ran a progressive uh, injector and then he took that out, out of the injector and now it's back to, you know, the original, he Claims that he loves a spool and he would rather take a spool. I hate spools. Too tall hate spools. Um, where, I mean, it's just, there's a lot of the same stuff, but it's, I, I guess, a spool and a walker is a little bit different, um, but it just really depends on your driving style. Uh, if Too tall ever wanted to change something, I mean, we're, we're always open to allowing him to. It's just, he really hasn't wanted to change anything other than, you know, we bought him a brand new seat. That way he had a seat that actually fit him. Um, that way, you know, I mean, he's the main guy on that team. I would hate for him to go down and get hurt because then the ridge is going to sit there. See, I just find it funny that you, you guys are just going to have a smorgasbord of different chassis throughout the team. And with the metal shop being the next one, like metal shop builds some awesome stuff. Like I remember seeing, uh, Corey Snyder's toxic as I was it was being built and you know you see what they did with Zane with his new truck and Dennis Anderson you know it just shows like the, their name is getting out there even more and more now and that's going to be awesome to see a metal shop chassis in your fleet eventually yeah I mean it's uh when Paul first told me about it I'm like sweet I'm gonna send them all the parts and then they're gonna do like the whole debut with the smoke and the door opening up and I get to drive it out and I'm like I, heck yeah I can't wait and he's like screw that they're just going to build the truck, and then we'll assemble it. Like, oh, man, I don't get like, a good debut. He's like, who the hell says that you're even going to get it? Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> you just have to have the, the, that, you're going to have to have that debut at your guys' shop then. Yeah, apparently. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I'll take my five-year-old chassis and still beat all you guys. <laughs> man, that's, it's crazy to think about the smorgasbords of chassis that you guys have, which is pretty cool though i mean like you said you'll see what's going on and then you know get a dan patrick one and then bada bing bada boom you guys but i think i would want a, a patrick chassis just because i mean dan's been you know a, a big inspiration in this company and 
in this industry. And I mean, he's kind of the forefather of, of, of building chassis. And so they, they produce a, a really nice piece. Um, it was something that I had to make the decision on. I mean, I probably would go with a Patrick chassis, um, but I don't, I don't get that say. So maybe, maybe next year after our you know year of destruction, I can break my chassis bad enough. Then we got to order one. There we go. There we go. Sorry, awesome. Paul. Uh, <laughs> any social media people can follow you at? Uh, yeah, we got Team Throttle Monsters. Um, it's on Instagram and Facebook. And then you got my personal page, Michael Christensen. I mean, Michael spelled a little bit different, but I'm on both. And, uh, you know, you got Paul Jensen on there. You got David Olford, Too Tall, Hunter Souza. Jeff Souza, don't have one. But, uh, Nah, neither does that. So those would be the only four or five people that you can follow us on social media. All of our sponsors are listed. I mean, we got a handful of great sponsors that do everything for us. And so, I mean, you can find all that right on our team page. We just got a comment here from uh, Doug McSweeney. He says, I'll smoke you, I'll smoke debut you out of the door at the shop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> McSweeney. That's a good dude right there. Poor guy got in nasty dirt bike wreck and finally uh finally fully recovered and back to work so that's awesome cool deal thing ask you about being a dad because he's the one who gives them what they want more than you do i have no idea might have to ask him yeah i don't know he he said he he, yeah he said just answer ask one question i'm like okay so we were more interested of Hunter's life, but anyway, that's a different story. Um, sure. uh, <laughs> but uh, man, Mike, it's awesome to have you on, and uh, uh, thank you for being on. Yeah, no, it was fun. I mean, it's always good to see you guys. Um, I guess it's only been a couple months since I seen you, Cheech, and Brad. Hell, it's been what a couple years. Two years, and it's kind of funny when we were at the show, Nemitz, and I wanted to do an interview with you there, but you started having the issues with the truck, and I didn't kind of want to bother you when all that was happening. So uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's it's, it's 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 come full circle now. So it's awesome to have you on, man. And hopefully, it's not another two years until I get to see you guys run again and we get to hang out. Yeah, absolutely. So next time, you just have to bug some of the rest of the guys on the team get paul on here he can talk his crap and go from there yeah, yeah we'll definitely have to do that yeah yeah cool. yeah but uh well folks thank you for watching uh once again thank you the high octane coffee j concepts justin stories by the way happy birthday justin uh back channel production 6b apparel j concepts and once again uh bradley shaw designs that's this way. My camera's backwards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next week, uh, I will try to get someone on. Um, pretty much, uh, I got news that I was going to Montana. But uh, I think I can have some time to uh, hopefully be on. And hopefully the background will be just like mountains. And, or maybe <laughs> elk. I don't know. Um, maybe Bigfoot elk. will just walk by. <laughs> elk, make sure um, Tall's nowhere near around it. All right. Especially if he's driving a Volvo. Um, <laughs> it's <real> true. New. <laughs> Brand, but, um, 
Brand um, also, <laughs> by, by the way, guys, if you also want to follow any of the me or Cheech on social media, you can find me at the Monster Truck Knucker. Uh, just check me out on Facebook. Bradley Shaw will be a picture of me as a baby. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've, my mom gave me a bunch of, like, uh, USB drives of old home movies. I was watching them last night and shocked at how big my freaking head was when I was a little child. So, <laughs> I look like an alien baby. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on AOL Insta Messenger. Uh, oh, just type in Dan Chichagosh and you can chat me. Bloop, bloop. Pop up. Um, my MySpace is still up, I think. Um, <laughs> no, your aim, your aim was restored 429. Yeah, because I actually built a 429 for Jet, <laughs> the Cobra Jet. That was, that was a school project. Um, sold that motor to get me money to go down to Florida to start working for Monster Jam. But... Um, and now you're back in Illinois. Yeah, yeah but now I'm in Illinois. But uh, but anyway, yeah, AIM.com. Uh, also, MySpace. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, that's two. You know, that's two, right? I still have my flying pigeons, my messenger that's, pigeons. You can you can go over that's, and that's, uh, that's three. send me some birds over there. And, and uh, I still have the Pony Express. You know, the, you guys can reach me out any way possible. You still um, on Tinder, you too? Just want, uh, Tinder, you can go on dates. Uh, also, uh, uh, if you just want to go outside your front porch and start yelling my name, I won't answer <laughs> unless you're next door to me. Right. But if you but if you just yell, you know, maybe someone named Dan will be like, what do you want? Or get that out of here or F off. So, um, Dan! you know. Dan! Yeah. See, I can't. So some some situation may happen. So, uh, you know, smoke signals. Yes, that's another form. I'm new to that, Jacob. Um, that social media is pretty new, Mister. Uh, you know, uh, Jacob Smallwood. Smoke signals. Um, you know, uh, you know, just chant, you know, if you want to put a message in the bottle. I don't know how it's gonna get in Illinois. I don't even think there's. I have to go to some river. Um, but uh, uh you know, some type of destination. Huh? If it's meant to be, it'll make it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. But there's different forms that. Or hit me up on Facebook, my uh, Instagram, uh, same name, everything like that. So uh, once again, if you can, uh, AIM, just type, look for me, and uh, we'll go from there. Maybe I should just give them my Juno account. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> my one buddy brought uh, hooked up his computer, and he still had the Walmart internet dial-up Walmart internet that was still on. Remember back in the day when they sent you the AOL discs that give you yeah. like a free 30-day trial and you put it on your computer and you try your AOL and you tell your friends, like, I only have 30 days to talk to you and then after that, I'm done. <laughs> Until they send you another one and you put it back on your computer so you can talk back to your friends again and uh, go from there. It's like, oh, I got a new AOL. I can talk to you guys for another 30 days after that. I'll see you at school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, I remember that stuff. It's freaking hilarious. Anyway, but yeah, that's the social media right there. But anything else, Brad? Nope. Uh, you know, next week, uh, Cheech will find somebody. If not, it'll be just me hanging out with whoever. Or I'll fi we'll figure something out for next week. Um, again, once again, rest in peace, Joy Jordison. I wanted to say that one more time. You know, lost a legend in the music industry. So, uh, it was awesome having you on, Mike, and, uh, you know, um, it was an awesome episode. And as always, guys, keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up, everybody. Peace. Cool.
See you guys later.